0: Detours with Regina Brett, where in 10 minutes or less, you get tips, tools, and takeaways to help you love yourself, your life, and everyone in it. Thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Regina Brett. It's such a simple concept that most of us overlook it. Arrive early. Think how it could change the world if everyone showed up early for work, school, airports, dates, weddings, child visitations, and family gatherings. I used to show up late for everything. Classes, concerts, church, movies, counseling appointments, work, lunch, dinner, and dessert with friends. It didn't matter if I wanted to be at the event or not. I was always late. If the event started at 9 a.m., I'd leave my house at 9 or later. I never calculated the time it took to get there. And I never thought about the people on the other end waiting and wondering where I was, or the people on the highway between me and my destination as I speeded to get there, yet I hate waiting for people. Who doesn't? You start to get irritated and wonder if they'll ever show up. I have a 30-minute roll. If you don't show up within 30 minutes of our agreed-upon time, our plans are off. When I shared my time roll with my husband, he called from the road on his way to pick me up for our first date. I cringed when I answered the phone, figuring he was calling to tell me he was going to be late. You told me what happens if I'm 30 minutes late, he said. What if I'm 30 minutes early? That impressed me. A man who showed up early made me feel valued, respected, appreciated. It made me realize how I offered none of that to others. Think about how arriving early could change the world. No more road rage. Everyone gives themselves enough time to arrive. No speeding tickets. Everyone has enough time to factor in for detours and delays. I used to be chronically late until a counselor pointed out that I needed to address my time issue. You suck at time, she said. You act as if it doesn't exist. It's like you live in a no-time zone. She was right. I had an inner teenager on board who rebelled against being anywhere on time. I refused to wear a watch, and I don't want to be boxed in by hours, minutes, and seconds. For the longest time, I didn't respect time, mine or anyone else's. My mom used to always tell me, you'll be late for your own funeral. That one I'm okay with. If you're going to be tardy, it's not a bad event to be late for. The downside to being late, it upsets people when you're late. People see you as rude and disrespectful, and they're right. People think you're inconsiderate, incompetent, and self-centered, and they're right. You get a bad reputation. People think they can't count on you. And if they can't trust you to show up on time, can they trust you to follow through with commitments? They don't take you seriously. Your word is no good. Sure, you offer apologies and promises you don't intend to keep. You end up telling lies or half-truths about why you're late to make yourself look better. You embellish how bad the traffic was, or how many blocks you got stuck behind the school bus, or how slow the old lady was driving in front of you, when the truth is you were late because you overslept, Tried to squeeze in one more activity on the way out the door, didn't leave enough room between commitments, or you just never determined how long it would take to get to the event. Being late causes stress for you and everyone else. It creates a roller coaster ride of drama and adrenaline. I used to thrive on that cheap high until I realized that at the other end of my time journey, someone was feeling low. Being late hurts relationships. Imagine how awful your children feel when you're late for their school or sporting events. It's terrible to make them worry about whether you're going to show up to see them play soccer, basketball, or hockey, or whether you arrive at school to see their play or recital, to watch them perform their solo. Then there are the divorced parents who are late to pick up their child for their weekend of visitation. The child stands at the window and watches in tears as each car passes and it isn't mom or dad. Why make them fret that you forgot them? Arrive before they're at the window. Put their minds at ease. Arrive early so they know you value your time together. Don't let them think for a second that you don't care, that you won't show up. And being late is a poor thing to model for them. Don't teach them to make people wait for them, that it's okay to make a grand entrance and get cheap ego strokes at the expense of others by walking in late. I've seen people walk in late to funerals and weddings which draws attention to them instead of the person everyone else gathered to celebrate or honor. So why are some of us chronically late? I'm a procrastinator, people will say. But what is that really? I've heard it said that procrastination is just fear with a college education. It's a big word to describe why we delay doing something or refuse to do something. We avoid arriving on time out of fear of the people we have to meet on the other end. Or we're afraid if we arrive too early, we might just have to spend time alone. For some people, it's a power game, a way to control others by making them wait. You get to hold up the spinning of the world. For others, it's a cheap way to rebel and create some drama. Some people are chronically late because they can't say no and don't leave enough room for all the things they said yes to. But are you really saying yes to something if you're going to miss it by being late? The military has a motto, if you aren't five minutes early, you're late. Then there's the old saying, if you're five minutes early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. And if you're late, you're fired. Most people wouldn't consider being late for a job interview. You wanna make a great first impression and walk in the door five minutes early. But once they get the job, they show up five minutes late every day and think nothing of it. I've done a 180 on time, I'm not perfect, But most days, I try to leave a 15-minute buffer between events. I schedule in breathing room. That gives me time to get a decent parking space, make calls in the parking lot, hit the restroom, relax, pray, pause, prepare, and just breathe. I figure out what time the appointment is, add 15 minutes, factor in time travel, then work backward to figure out when to leave my house. When I travel by air, I arrive two hours before the flight. In the old days, you could dash through the airport, run to the gate, hop on the flight as the plane was pulling up. Not anymore. I leave extra room in case there's a high security alert, traffic on the drive, a flat tire, a tight parking lot situation, or long lines to board. It feels good to check in with room to spare, to read a book, check emails, eat, de-stress, and prepare for what's on the other end. I've also tried other tips friends suggested. Set your clock five minutes ahead. Check the weather the night before so you have your boots or umbrella at the door. Choose what you'll wear the night before. Pack your lunch, fill the gas tank, and wallet with cash for lunch or parking. I keep my keys in the same place every day, so I never waste time looking for them. My husband taught me that trick. When we first got married, I wasted hours every week looking for my keys. He even bought me a clapper key ring that made noise when you clapped so you could find the keys. It was great until I lost the clapper. The biggest change is to think through what I put on the calendar before the ink hits the paper. I pause before saying yes and ask each person what kind of time commitment this will involve. Then I pause and ask myself what I will be giving up to say yes to this. Everything is a trade-off. Every time you say yes, you're saying no to something or someone, probably you. So I'm starting to say no more often than yes. And when it comes to completing tasks, I give each one an amount of time. How much time will it really require? That way, each day on the calendar isn't a stack of to-dos that can't possibly fit in a 24-hour day. Instead of being predictably late, you can be the one most likely to show up early, the one everyone can count on. Life is unpredictable, but you don't have to be. Thanks for listening to Little Detours with Regina Brett. I'm grateful you joined me, and I hope you keep coming back. You can subscribe to Little Detours with Regina Brett an Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. And while you're there, please give me a rating and review so I can reach even more people. If you want more inspiration, head to my website, reginabrett.com. While you're there, sign up for weekly inspiration for all of life's little detours. Thanks for listening. Now go make something.